you're about to enjoy a free episode of The Dull Crayons. To support the show and earn cool rewards, stop by our Patreon page at patreon.com slash dullcrayons. When we hit 25 supporters, we will release the second set of Llama Llama Red Pajama Freestyles by yours truly and BX Tony, and you know you want to hear those. You can also support us by throwing us some star magic and writing a review on iTunes. And as always, stay dull, carry snacks. Good morning, boys and girls. Today, we'll be learning all about... Dull Crayons. Crayola crayons. There's also a box of rose crayons, which are the off-brand crayons that kind of crumble when you use them, and they are also available at restaurants in only four colors. You are listening to Not the Crayola Box. (laughs) This is The Dull Crayons, hosted by Gabriel Zuger, and today the co-host is Dynamite Diana. I'd like to open the show by thanking uh, Don LaFontaine for that open, uh, the Godfather. Of I'm gonna clink. All I'm gonna movie. clink my gin and seltzer <laughs> next our, to the mic, really close, but the ice is all melted. That's our golf clap for Don LaFontaine, the Godfather of all movie voiceovers. <laughs> yeah. In a world where in a world where churros are outlawed. It's like that. Well, in the '90s, it had to be that one guy. It had to be Don. No, no, no. I it mean, was there, that guy. It was that guy. There, there have been documentaries made about just that guy I mean he's you know he's the backup singer he's he's the Amazing. one guy that like does he even leave his house session... or they just they just they just email him the scripts he doesn't in his house oh I'm sure at some point he got a rider that was just like yeah you don't have to wear pants because you yeah. can be butt naked <laughs> right. and in your shower doing this so like Jody Benson Jody Benson the voice of Ariel from the Little Mermaid yeah her rider is I do all this out of my house in Georgia uh-huh. and like Disney like built the studio in her house and she like, cause she still does like stuff for Kingdom Hearts. Stuff. Stuff she does stuff. Hysterical. She does oh, content. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts is crazy. And she's also yeah. done a million other voices. She did Barbie and Toy Story. Right. She's not just Ariel. She's she's right. been in like right. nine different Disney movies. No, no, no. When you're when you're yeah. when you're at that level in the a voiceover in the audio game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the voice game. Yeah. Like you can do anything you want. Yeah. I mean, I remember a few years ago, um, after I'm sure getting underpaid for a long time. The Simpsons voices, like Hank Azaria and, you know, whoever plays, the woman that plays Bart, all those people got, like, some crazy new fucking contract that was, like, $11 million an episode That was like that's like when the That's like when the Friends people, that's like like when all five friends were like, well, we're doing this a million an episode in the last season, and they're like, well, shit. Right, exactly. So how are you? I'm good. I'm great. Glad to be here. We're in October. Glad to be here, Dazzling D. We're in October, the uh, first month hump, which yep. is always is which is really the hardest month of school is behind us. Yes, which yes. is why we were not podcasting. <laughs> right, that's exactly right. No, it's been a long time. So I, here we I, are. I definitely want to apologize to our viewers, um, to our listeners, um, but yes, as you point out, it is the hardest, and I, I I I say this all the time. I say this for the first five weeks of school. I want to say it's the hardest mainly because your kids come in and they are not ready for your grade. Whatever grade you're teaching, 
No. You're teaching first graders. Yeah. Your kids are coming in as kindergartners. Yes. And if you're They're teaching kindergarten. First grade. And I actually have a kindergarten class of all four-year-olds. They're all still four. Oh, I have a ton of four-year-olds. It's unbelievable. Like none of them are five yet. One of them is five. And I'm like, so you basically, I basically have like Feels this like glorified pre-K. preschool yeah. class and you forget like, oh, the kids I had before can, re- you know, do stuff. Right. And they're like crying because they can't zip their coats. I'm like, oh boy. We they're t- crying. It's not even, wait, wait, wait. You, you have to, you even have to take that one a step further, Diana, because they're not just crying because they can't zip their coats. They're actually crying because they don't know how to ask for help zipping their yes. coats. So they've actually been standing there for like 25 yeah, yes. minutes, just like quietly this whimpering to without me. knowing what to do. This happened to me four and a They're half so hours helpless. ago. Yes. And I'm like, what's wrong? He's like, I can't zip my coat. They I'm literally like, don't have the words. Just ask me to zip your goddamn <laughs> right, coat. Right. You know what I mean? this, this one's the hard zipper. Like, that- There's always the one coat or jacket or hoodie that... Mommy said this one's the hard zipper. Well, there was there was there was there was also a backpack earlier this year that I I just sent back home and I and I said to I said to the family I was like no you have to keep this backpack home we need a new backpack because every time he tries to unzip it it gets stuck and every time I try to unzip it it gets stuck and this it's literally not me and it's not him it's and the those four minutes wasted on that backpack <laughs> is equated to about like. 30 minutes a week and oh you're God. like I can't it's, it's utter panic at that point I can't so, no I can't uh, first month is over so yes I want to quit every September <laughs> 10 years in a row I wanted to quit September <laughs> this year this year I was like wow should I start applying well we, well, we were actually <laughs> no, just but it's we fine were actually now. just talking about it's it fine and, now and, and without naming any names we we do have a mutual colleague in common or, or former colleague we have a few up, who who came up with the the ultimate September ploy. Oh, which ultimate is ultimate September ultimate. ploy, which is for those for those sports. I was fans confused out there, when I went on Instagram. For those fa- sports fans out there, this is akin to when Michael Strahan of the Giants decided to toy with the idea of retirement in August, but really it was just him wanting to skip training camp so he could drink wine in France and then come back to the season and play without going to training camp. This former colleague of ours took his wedding and honeymoon, his destination wedding and (laughs) honeymoon honeymoon in mid-September. That is the ultimate... That is the ditching ulti- school con. That is like <laughs> the fucking cojones you have. Like, there, but you know what? Mad props. Mad, I so wish, much props. I wish I was at a point in my school where I could say that to my head of school. Like, hey, on September 9th, I'm going to just take off for two no, and a half weeks. It's And that's cool, right? It's the, <laughs> it's the fucking greatest. I'm thinking about it now and I'm thinking, okay, but wait, Gabe, what about if somebody took like the two weeks after the the Christmas, New Year's holiday? Like what if they just took a straight month? Nope. Eh, not <laughs> even that. What if they took it at yeah, the end? Attach it to nope, like February break for matter. an extra four days. Okay. Does, whatever. Okay. Who cares? Yeah. Who even cares at that point? At that point, your kids are settled. Everybody knows each other's no, names, is, where the bathrooms are. This is like this, you, is, this is like you come back and they're like, who are you again? <laughs> like, 
And the parents are like, who are you? Because uh, you weren't at curriculum night. Yeah. Like, at oh, at yeah. the beginning of the year, everybody was still wearing name tags. Curriculum night is the new fancy word for meet the teacher night, by the way. Meet the teacher night, back to school night. No, it's all curriculum night now. Oh, I don't know. I come still, on, I come still on. hear a few others. I, no, 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 there, no. There's some gray. It's all curriculum night. There's some blue hairs and some gray hairs out there that no. are still Well, saying, my head of school calls it meet the teacher night. She's like, I'm sorry curriculum night she says it like that she's like we used to call it meet the teacher night but now i guess so it needs more, more of a purpose than that so haughty um it is it totally is so uh i want to open you up with uh, a story a story sure. yeah uh really let's really, just get right into it really close to my heart yeah this is a big one this, this is a podcast about education so let's just talk about it this is coming from uh splinternews.com never heard of this news uh, the source. headline reads uh Pre-K teachers resign after allegedly zip-tying four-year-olds as punishment. Now, I bring this story to your attention uh, mainly to say uh, that I, I really hope the listeners go to patreon.com slash dullcrans mm. yeah. because I, I really do need some steady money coming in after these uh, four-year-olds ratted me out about zip-tying them. It's it's really not a good situation. Got it. <sighs> Gotta get more than the $16 a month we're getting right now. Thank you to our four supporters who we've already shouted out. We have tons of merch coming I'm gonna out say that's going to be Ellen. available. <laughs> and I'm going to say David is his name. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Those are a couple to name to name a few of our, of our bigger donors, uh, our $5 contributors. But no, in all seriousness, um, this is coming out of Georgia. So two Georgia pre-kindergarten okay. teachers have resigned... There should be quotes around resigned, but there aren't. <laughs> After allegations that they use zip ties to tie the hands of students as young as four behind their backs as a form of punishment. Wow. WSB TV2 in Atlanta reported the allegations against teachers at Oakview Elementary in DeKalb County. According to the report, the incident happened on Monday. On Tuesday, a parent who reportedly called the school to complain and two days later, the school sent out a letter to parents saying the teachers had been suspended pending an investigation. The teachers resigned on Friday. So Monday it happens, or allegedly yeah. happens. Tuesday there's a complaint. Sure. Friday they resign. Uh, so before we get into this, how do you feel about the, that timeline? Uh, that's a good timeline. That's a good timeline, That's right? a really good timeline. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. That could, that could have dragged out for a while. The only thing that kind of doesn't add up for me about that time you were in on monday and out by friday is no no definitely yeah but why didn't the complaint come in monday why did it take till tuesday for the complaint to come in because kids could just bring it up like rando on tuesday no, but diana you and i have talked especially if the zip tie was like the neon hundred pack from amazon like mommy there was a pink like i don't know <laughs> like if it was pink or neon yellow or something so I don't know. so it says so the article says it was as a punishment Right. Right. So I so, was gonna say, if you zip tied kids together while walking to the playground, or made a zip tie chain, genius. So I love that. <laughs> but like, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. And you or and make I, zip tie art. You and I both I've know. Seen that. You and I both know. We've had students. We've had students that if you zip tied them, they just sit there and be fine being zip tied. Right. If you you have you have that like stellar student that honestly would do anything for you. My mother would call them the teacher's pet, right? Right, They'd do right. anything for you. If you zip-tied them, they wouldn't care. They'd still find a way to use the fucking bathroom without asking for help with that zip-tie on. But if this was as a punishment, right. that's not that kid that's just going to sit there. 
Right. If I imagine putting a zip tie on any four-year-old I ever taught, they'd be running around the classroom with their hands zipped behind their backs. I mean, banging into the walls the like smartest, a fucking bird. The smartest thing to what you would have done was zip tie them to something. <laughs> like, honestly, when you said when you first read me the article before you said as punishment or how the zip tying happened, I assumed they were zip tied to an object. Maybe you're right. No, maybe they were zip tied to a radiator. I, I mean, we don't know. That would be, that would really. If you tell really you want to contain a kid? You would zip tie them. Yeah. Yeah, you zip tie them around but the like, toilet honestly, bowl. Honestly, like, okay, here's the thing. If you're, uh, at least in New York State, and I'm not sure about other states, if you're teaching anything under five years old, you have to go through so much extra extensive training than you would if you're an elementary teacher. This is mandated reporter training. This is like infant CPR. This is like a whole other slew of stuff that the Department of Health deals with, not the Department of Education. Correct. This is if under five. So there's like a whole slew of things that I have to do as a kindergarten teacher that teachers in first grade don't even have to do. Right. So like literally they show you pictures. It's really sad, but you do like this online mandated reporter training where like, you know, they talk about like how to spot abuse, but they like show you photos of like different parts of a child's body, the common parts that are can be abused. Right. And one of those body parts is like wrists with like that exact thing, like red right. marks wrists around, with binding. Like, right. bruising from binding. Right. right. And it's right. like, are you guys serious? Like, I'm assuming in Georgia there must be some kind of mandated reporter training, like because I would figure every state would have something like that. Why would you put put marks on a children that they literally tell no, you of course. to look for for abuse? Oh like, my god, you can't you can't even hide the risk. There are so stuff. many other ways to to have four year olds for consequences that is not tying them to something. Like, right, right. And I think honestly, I think with these teachers, I don't know if this is daycare. This was an element public it was elementary a preschool. school. It was pre K, so was uh, it public? It, uh, Do they even have public preschool in Georgia? Sorry, this is Oak View Elementary School. So okay, yeah, so actually, this is a public elementary school. I would expect school. teachers to be a little more trained than that, but this is America, and and especially in the South, there is not very high expectations for you to be a teacher. It's like college degree. There's no masters. It's it's pretty easy. So I I'm not I'm not knocking these teachers. I'm just saying the system. Yeah. In New York, like if well, a no, teacher we, from Florida would come here or something like that, they'd have to go through so much other extra certificate cert yeah. certification things yeah. to be a teacher. Yeah. Well, we can just go to Florida and be like, oh, I guess I'm the principal now. Oh yeah yeah yeah. No no. <laughs> like, Re reciprocation across state lines as far as teacher certification is yeah. is a tricky gambit. And you're yeah. right. There are some states like New York, like Pennsylvania, and other places that I can't necessarily name where, yeah, things are much more rigorous. And it, yeah. would, take you, it would take you years of coursework to travel from one state to another. Whereas, like you're saying, we're so overly, yeah. you know, the, the case. I want to know how many kids are in that class. I want to know, like, I want stats. I want, like, how many kids are in that class? How many teach? How what's the student teacher ratio? So I, I can't give you stats. I'm just saying, like, I can't give you stats. But I am not totally but, blaming the teachers as much as I'm blaming the system that. Oh, you're in. you're about to blame the teachers because I, okay. I know you oh. think this story is done. But oh, okay, great. Here we go. It's okay. actually not even done yet. What these hoes do? <laughs> 
The young students also told their parents that the teachers threatened to throw spiders on them as another form of punishment. Was this like a Halloween like <laughs> gag? <laughs> this was written, this comes to us as of 92918. This was at the end of September. Like, so no, is this like, is not I'm Halloween. Throw spiders gag. on you fuckers or like these the teachers, spiders are going to come. These teachers like, didn't make it to Halloween. This is a quote now. Quote from a mother. She said that one teacher tied her up and the other cut it loose. She said, Mommy, I was scared to tell you because I thought I was going to get in trouble. Now, here's what's wrong with that statement. Here's what's wrong. Diana, if you and I were zip-tying kids in our room, <laughs> there's no way I was going to let you tie, untie the kids that I zip-tied. You got to take that on. You got to be both yeah. there. They're, you gotta they're be the, prisoner the zipper and, and the unzipper. And the unzipper. You can't let one person be the unzipper. No. Then they're the good teacher. That's no, fucked yeah. up. You gotta share yeah. the weight equally. Yeah. That is some fucked up classroom management. And right. that's why these people need to be fired. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> bad. That's bad. I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, man, man, it's the system. But no, no that's... don't, don't, don't ever give stupid the benefit of the doubt, <laughs> okay. Diana. I'm sorry. Um, just too nice. Listen, Sometimes. Listen, speaking of stupid, I've got another one for you. Okay, here okay, we go. I've got another here headline go, for go. you. This also, this one more recent, this one coming October 12th, and this one's out of NBC News. Now, you, you never heard of Splinter News before, but you've heard but of NBC News? Yeah, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> we know it's you're, a peacock. We got it. Yes, we know you know all the jingles. You know the NBC jingle. Sure. Uh, we're yes. good. Okay, we're good. So this is... <clears throat> What does the MS and MSNBC stand for? Multiple sclerosis. <laughs> no, I have no idea. I've like, always wondered it's, that. It's a news channel, right? Well, what's CNBC? Because I think that's like currency NBC. Because that's like the money one. That's a really good question. That's what I, I have think. No idea. I don't know what the MS is. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, NBC. I think, I think I'm not going to read you the headline. I think I'm just going to dive right in. So this coming from MSNBC okay. on October 12th, Santa Monica, California. Got it. A there. Southern California school district has suspended a teacher who recounted how a senior aide to President Donald Trump ate glue as a third grader. Nikki Fisk told The Hollywood Reporter that when Stephen Miller was a student in her classroom, he was a loner with a messy desk who played with glue. Mm. She calls Miller, quote, a strange dude. The Los Angeles Times reported Thursday that the Santa Monica Malibu Unified School District placed Fisk on, quote, home assignment while it decides what to do, if anything, about the disclosures. The district says it's concerned about the public release of student information. The 72-year-old Fisk could not be reached for comment. Miller, who was taught by Fisk in 1993, grew up to be a senior advisor at the White House. That's the end of the story. Okay. Your feelings, Diana. Okay. Uh, he went to third grade in 1993. Correct. Well, I'm older than him. Okay, so I you've probably eaten less glue than him. I don't. Understand. I kind of before before you even go into it. I just want Stephen Miller even, to come out one day and I didn't say, even know people I, in the White House could be younger than me. That's like I guess the first. Thing I I'm just want Stephen Miller. Uh, since since we're past the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, I just want Stephen Miller to come out at some point and say. I like eating glue. I like beer. <laughs> I still like eating glue. Do you like eating glue, Diana? I like eating glue. I like picking it off my fingers when it dries. <laughs> I mean, that's a really good sensation. 
And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you really haven't lived life. Okay. Okay. I've been a teacher for a while. You've been a teacher for a while. I had never signed anything that remotely said, hey, if one of these kids grows up and is famous, you can't say shit about them. Never. Never. That's not a document. In fact, I fantasize and dream about one of my kids being famous one day, doing something stupid on like on page six and putting them on blast in like 20 years. This is why I teach. We we know, <laughs> we know all the faces. We know all the names. I have every class picture we just have, in case. Exactly. We have Even every if I don't class remember picture. their name. Like, and it's coming to the point where six years ago, I'm like, oh shit, I don't remember that kid's Listen, name. Listen. But the, I remember what a shit he was. Here's the thing. I think this teacher, I think I think Miss Fisk Ms. is Fisk. doing such a service because if, this says a lot about what? him. This says a lot about him. And guess what? I'm actually the person I am today because, in general, I wanted my teachers to think well of me. Right. And, and so that's why I am exactly who I am today. Yeah, yeah. And if you want your teachers to think well of you, then, like, you, you messy do the desk, right things. Messy desk means zero executive functioning this, skills. Do you want someone right, like that? The right, exactly, house? exactly. Like, if you're, if you're doing bad shit, your teachers should publicly shame you as an adult yes. the way that this woman did. Yeah. And and we, yes, we we are waiting for it. I have I have names we written down. We are the down. windows to I, your soul, motherfucker. Like And I I also suspect Diana that she knew. Like you there there are kids where you know they're going to do something to make you wince later in life. Right. Yeah, yeah that, that they're gonna like, do something. You're like, oh, here's, here's they might not be famous. Here's the president of the keg stand right here. Right. Like, you, you totally know <laughs> they might not be famous, so you might not hear about like it. Like that but popped you know collar when you're three years old will be a popped collar at Penn State. <laughs> Believe you me. Like, so right. So wait. So there's no there's no release form. There's nothing that says I can't disclose anything. Right. Yeah. There's nothing. Now this is not medical information, right? If if Stephen Miller, if we were saying Stephen Miller had an IEP or had a learning disorder, sure, sure. Oh my God, you can't go out and splatting yeah, his I'm name. I'm not a doctor. You're but not paying me that kind say, of money. To say he was a strange kid and he ate glue, those are straight facts, homie. There's yeah. no judgment yeah. involved. Yeah. <laughs> like this is I anecdotal bet- notes that she that Miss <laughs> Fisk took in real. her. Trapper keeper in 1993. I and I also think if we're going if we're going off the the Brett Kavanaugh investigative uh, uh, milieu that 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 we've been given now, then we can probably go find uh, Stephen Miller's other third grade classmates who will confirm. Oh yeah, that motherfucker was a strange dude. Yeah, and he ate a lot of glue. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and he never like, listened to anything Miss Fisk said. But it, it's sort of like I mean, you think about. Um, Dylan Klebold and what was the other one from from nine from Columbine? Uh, Eric something. I don't remember I don't, their names, but yeah, whatever. So those yeah. two kids, like aftermath was you know and that was like the first real school shooting. Absolutely, no, that's the that biggie that we all. Yes, that I we was all a senior in high on. school, like so that really, I was shaken to the core during that school shooting mm-hmm. because I was a senior myself in high school, about to graduate. As were a lot of those kids, right? And so, like, I am very, very connected to, like, emotionally to Columbine. So, like, you go back to, you know, and I watched all those like specials because you couldn't find like stuff on the internet really about it. You had right. to like watch the TV specials, you know, the ones they make about 
investigations and stuff. Right. But like, you know, they would say these teachers like, yeah, I did think that they were scary or this or that. And nobody said anything. Yeah. So this is sort of like, if you see, it's like, if you see something, say something. If a kid really is showing you signs of like, that they're dangerous. I'm not saying this guy is dangerous, but like, this is just a PSA. Like, I do think teachers can spot serial killer behavior. Well, I've I've said this before on this podcast. If a kid like has no remorse when it yeah. like like rips bugs wings off yeah. and stuff, like that's mm-hmm. weird, you know. I've I've said this before on this podcast. And it needs and, to be addressed. And in, and in my professional, yeah, life, you have. I, I I I I'm fully confident in my abilities and in and in other trained educators abilities with experience to look at a kid spend half an hour with a kid and decide exactly who that kid is going to be for the rest of the year right and parents can't do that because they don't they haven't they seen don't enough ha- they haven't seen enough they just see their three and right. maybe their best friend's kid right like you know, like, I hate to say it, but your kid isn't that special. Right. You know what right. I mean? I've seen like, a dime I've a dozen seen of those. I've seen your kid seven <laughs> times already. Right. right. And like, oh, I think that goes on the list. Put that on the list What's of that? what parents. Um, oh, annoying parent requests? Yeah. Is that well, what we're it's not to? annoying yeah. parent requests, but it's like, if you're a parent, you're listening right now. I'm going <laughs> to tell you right now. Never say to me, my kid is a genius. Because I'm gonna tell you something right now. Every parent that says their kid is a genius, like, like sucks their fingers so hard in kindergarten while they're sitting on a rug, they practically gag themselves. I'm sorry, that's not genius behavior. I'm also like, I'm, there's just or, or just like does something like, like doesn't know how to line up or. I'm 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 even gonna take it further. I, they're, they're I'm even gonna take it further. Never tell a teacher that because they will find something that is not genius, and they will resent you for it. Like, I'm, oh, genius, huh? I'm even gonna take it further. They Diana. can't even wash their hands. Don't 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 tell me in a meeting or in passing or in anything, as, as justification or anything like that. Don't don't as a parent tell a teacher. Well, I know he's bright. Don't. No. That's a judgment for the teacher to tell you. <laughs> yes. Look, I know he's bright, but he also shit himself today. Because that's the but at the end of that sentence. Or, and you watched this baby, this infant, do crazy ass shit that is not very bright. So yeah. don't tell us he's bright. The other thing you should never do <laughs> is while I'm doing something with children or I'm at some kind of function with parents so how's so-and-so doing (laughs) this is not the time this is not your scheduled conference like now admit it because i because i'm you're just putting me like oh yeah it's great admit it Mm. most most of the of and if you can't read my face because my face don't (laughs) lie i have no poker face then yeah Admit that most of the instances you were just describing were also during that child's birthday celebration at class. Oh, oh like yeah. the cupcakes were just that, handed out, yeah. and the How parent is like, "Hmm, the kids are all eating, so I don't know what to do. I'll ask the t- I know I'll ask the teacher how Jimmy is doing. Yeah, how's Jimmy no. doing on his fucking birthday? <laughs> like, no, don't ask me that. Yeah, or 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 oh, here's another one. While the- what should we work on at home? <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know, read to them? Maybe get off your goddamn fucking phone and talk to them? Like, yeah. I I don't know. Well, that's what that's what curriculum night is for, Teach Diana. them how to zip a coat because <laughs> they were crying because they didn't know how to zip their coat. This is the right shoe and this is the left shoe. You can do that at home. That's they, they, they think like, oh, maybe I should like do math, do this. No, teach them how to use a fork. Because I'm going to tell you, there's still a lot of five-year-olds in my class that still eat with their hands. I'll, I'll tell you Another what. telltale sign <laughs> is if the kid's plate is to the side of them and they reach over yeah. and take and spoon, like <laughs> they reach over to the left or right because their plate's not in front of them. That's a telltale sign. That somebody's still Somebody feeding them. them right. Yes. Right. Because it's off to the side. Yes. Right. Yes. I'll, and they're I'll, comfortable with the plate being there. I'll tell you. And parents are like, oh, I don't still feed them. I'm like, yeah, yeah you do. I'll tell you, as, <laughs> as I do not have children yet, I will tell you what the first thing I intend to teach my child is once they show any signs of dexterity. <laughs> I will teach them the, the universal trick for opening a bag of chips. Oh, nice. Because this is the seminal thing that all children, especially in like kindergarten, need to have in order to open anything, right? Yes. That thing that we all do, that we pinch the sides pincer and fingers. pull, the pincer fingers and pull. If you cannot do that. I'm like, get out your lobster there's nothing, claws. There's yeah. nothing sadder than watching an entire grade, you know, hundreds of kindergartners and first graders going like, I like struggling with this thing. Yes. Just trying to like rip it Even like a, a piece of paper, bag. any of this stuff. Yeah. Like that is the one thing parents should be out there working on day and night. Just buy them bags of chips. Don't even eat the chips. Just when open them and throw them out. It's a wasteful food society yeah. we live in. I don't care. Or when they Just try to pull them. masking tape by putting their whole hand <laughs> around the piece of masking tape and pulling. No, you take the masking tape with your pincers and you like... And every four-year-old I've ever taught can do one. that in two seconds. But they've never done it before. They've never. Right. So yeah, uh, that's that's the so trick. Pincer that grip. is the number one. Hey, trick guess what, parents? Pincer grip is also how you hold a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right, so I guess we covered that. I think we covered that. I think we covered uh, don't eat glue or be Stephen Miller. Um, be rock star teachers and rat on your kids when they get older and do shameful, shameful. And just shit. like hey, if you wanted it, if you wanted to get pregnant, just parent. Yo, just common sense parent. Like, really. Just common sense let, parent. Let teachers do the teaching and you do the common sense Life shit. skills. I, my job is not I, life right, skills. Right, right. Because we... But my job is turning into life skills no, more No, 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 really, really. Because you don't want us teaching your kids how to wipe their ass, right? That's That should the be a parent's job. Is, so, so teach them how to wipe their ass. The problem teach is them how nannies. to blow their nose. Teach Na them how to open a bag of pita chips. Right. Nannies are a problem because they're getting paid to offer a service, so they offer the service. That's and part of totally. the part of the detriment of that service is your kids' self management skills are out the window. Right, right. Because they're like, oh, I'm getting paid to open these chips. We're gonna get to a little more. I'm getting paid to tie the shoe. I'm getting paid to zip the coat. We're gonna get to a little more on the uh, on the the self care stuff and yeah. and and nannies. It's every year the self management. Enrages me more and more and more. But yeah, continue. But before that, we're gonna next we're gonna topic. Take, yeah, well, we're gonna take a short break and then we're gonna come back oh, okay. with the, the snack report. And oh, more, that's exactly what I want to do. More on self care and and other other 
Diana-related topics. So more on the other side. Stay tuned. with your loyal dullard, Gabriel Zuger. And that, of course, is Dazzling Diana giving you the full crunch sound effect of the snack report. What did you change the snack report to with your dad? Oh, the I snack think it's detective? the snack patrol. Snack patrol. Yeah, snack patrol. We're going, we're going all... Uh, all we're going uh, Carmen Sandiego. Vigil- no, it would be sna- with it. snack detective if it was Carmen Sandiego. Snack detective. Did that come out yet, that, re- that snack reboot? Snack inspector. The Netflix reboot has not come out yet. I, I have you know what been else they're rebooting? Downlo- uh, uh, I have my countdown clock for when that starts. When does that start? Uh, I'm making that up. I have no idea. Do you know what else they're rebooting? Are you going to say Sabrina the Chilling Adventures? No. But Shira, 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 really? Shira, but it's Shira, Princesses of Power. I literally watched the trailer on Netflix last night, and it looks like Sailor Moon is Shira. But did they? Which I'm not into. Wait, but that's so weird. Did they ever attempt it's a, a He-Man reboot? No, it's a Netflix original Shira, Princesses of Power instead of Princess of Power. Oh, I see. So it sounds. It sounds. So you're you're giving it a Sailor Moon spin. I would even. No, more, it looks like Sailor Moon. But to I would me. even more equate it to a a, a, a more up to date reference. It sounds like My Little Pony, frankly. Like if you're gonna call it Princesses of Power, and there's like multiple princesses. Yeah. That just sounds like fucking. Twilight Sparkle and My Little Pony. Uh, and the My Little Ponies look like <laughs> sluts. How did you make ponies look like sluts? I don't understand. I don't know, but I think that's why there are so many bronies out there, right? Oh, my like, God. Because the guys just love these little slutty horses. We we did our honeymoon in Iceland. This Hold on. This is related. We were in the Copenhagen airport transferring, like connecting planes. Yeah. And there literally was a bronies conference happening <laughs> in, like, I guess in Copenhagen. Yeah. So there was all these goth-looking whatever dudes. Right. Holding, like, Twilight Sparkle. Or oh, all, my God. Walking through the Copenhagen airport. That's so weird. And I never heard of bronies before. This was, right. like, five, six years ago. Right. And Gio's like, you don't know about bronies? I'm like... <laughs> Your husband's throwing shade at you in the middle of this fucking My Little Pony conference. I was like, conference. no. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Anyway. Wow. Where was this conversation going? Uh, I forget. Oh, I think we were going to have the snack report. Oh, yeah. Carmen. Oh, it went from snack report to snack patrol to snack detective to Carmen Sandiego to reboots. Yes. To My Little Ponies look yes. like sluts. Okay. And we, so, we even got a little bit of Sabrina the Teenage Witch We did. So here are the three. Okay, so we're going to do a savory and a sweet today. Yes. The three savory options are as follows. All under the Cheetos name. This is the Cheetos trifecta. We have Cheetos Jalapeno Crunchy. Cheddar Jalapeno. Sorry to I'm so you. sorry. Sorry to Cheeto, correct you. It's the it. ch 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 <laughs> Dude, that sounds in motion, girl. It's the Cheetos Cheddar Jalapeno Crunchy, the Cheetos Flamin' Hot Limon, Limon Crunchy. Accent and all. Yeah, Limon, which is um, 
lemon or lime in Spanish. Right. Because there's there's not there's not a word for both. There isn't right. It's verde or amarillo. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or the twice as hot Cheetos extra with two X's, flame and hot crunchy. Double X. So okay, I'm gonna start with the cheddar jalapeno crunchy. Don't like it. I'm already over it. Okay. I need a little more spice than this. Yes. The flame and hot was hot and then the extra flame and hot the flame and hot with lemon with lemon yeah yeah con con lemon <laughs> was hot the extra was like a, it was the same exact flavor but yes there was more heat but after you just start alternating between the two right they both seem the same yeah so here's my take is i i agree that the 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 cheddar jalapeno you know, it's got a little jalapeno zest, but really not much. And then there's no heat to it, so it just doesn't feel like a Cheeto. And the for me, the, yeah. the, the extra hot I enjoy because I enjoy extra heat. But it, it, it just didn't have extra, extra enough, right? If you're going to say double right. X, I really want you to be like kicking over your regular flaming Hot. Uh-huh. And that's why I actually think I'm going to tip my hat to the Limon. This would not be spicy in Thailand. It's not spicy enough. I tip my hat to the limon because it's actually doing two things really well. I actually get serious lime flavor from it because there is a lime on the cover. So that's how we know that they're actually referring to the lime and not yeah. the lemon in this one. And and I get the flaming Hot. So I, I, I feel like that one's actually... Yeah, me too. It, it's, it's, it's coming across as advertised. And that's all I'm looking for out of right. Cheetos at this point. So I have a... I have a good relationship with Cheetos. Um, never liked Cheetos. Never really had Cheetos before. Right. Uh, I might have mentioned on an earlier episode that there was a teacher in my kindergarten cohort who was pregnant, and Flamin' Hot Cheetos was like her pregnancy snack of choice. Right. Mixed with fresh hot popcorn. Right. Popped, fresh popped hot popcorn. So I happened to be walking through Harvard Square not because I'm bougie it's because my mother-in-law lives close to there and um, I saw this postcard on the floor can it be both? yeah (laughs) I saw this postcard on the floor and I had to pick it up and take a picture and email my cohort because the postcard goes as follows I took a picture and I'm going to read it to you now Flamin' Hot Cheetos creator Richard Montonez speaking on the importance of diversity and sparking innovation Wednesday, September 26th from 4 to 5.30 at the Sanders Theater at Harvard University. Mind you, the postcard is covered with graphics of Flamin' Hot Cheetos. I don't think this talk has anything to do with Flamin' Hot Cheetos other than the fact that this guy has to use this brand to promote himself (laughs) and whatever book he wrote about the importance of diversity and sparking intervention. I don't know. Right. It's it's funny uh, now that you're now that you're reading it out and 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 describing it. I I'm reminded a little bit of a scene in the office uh, when uh, in one of the later seasons they're at uh, some sort of convention in Florida and they bring out famous Amos of oh. famous Amos's cookies yeah. to give a motivational speech, which is as you're pointing out about this Cheeto one has nothing to do with cookies. 
But then afterwards, all people want to do is ask him about cookies and like tell him about the cookies like, that are like, like the cookies they think crumble. he should make. Yeah, yeah right. Um, but so right, I obviously that like, speech do you, has nothing do you to know do with Mi- Cheetos. Do you know Mrs. Linden? <laughs> that speech has nothing to do with Cheetos, but clearly From everybody Mrs. Who, Linden's cookies, everybody or Lorna raises, Dune, right? Everybody you know her who raises too? their hand to ask a question is gonna be like, uh, so how did you come out with flaming hot? Like, so what's that up? Was, so that was like, I went to this thing. Um, it was Stephen Colbert interviewing George Lucas. Amazing. But none of, and it was like very close to when The Force Awakens was coming out. Yes. My friend had free tickets. We went. But the interview had nothing to do with Star Wars. It was about like other stuff with George Lucas, but like. <laughs> Come on, you know what I mean. It's the same thing. Like, so I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna go on this trip for a little bit. I'm gonna geek out really hard right now. I went with uh, wife of the pod, Pauline, uh, just two nights ago. To, who just quietly walked through and walked out. Quietly walks in and she out. Did, of she did. She did. As she, as she does. She's a phantom. We just went the other night to uh, Mystery Science Theater's 30th anniversary reunion tour. Where oh my we got god! To see, I wish I would have known about that because I would have went with you. Where we got to see Crow T Robot live and Tom Servo. We got oh to my see god. Jonah so fun. and Joel Hodgson, and it was it was a great if, time. If they did Manos, the hands of fate, Gio would have creamed himself. <laughs> they 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 were doing. Uh, to my knowledge, they were doing all new stuff. Okay. Um, but and they did Deathstalker too. It was fucking hilarious but so of course so good instead of doing commercial breaks and stuff like Sorry, that I'm closing the bags and it's a very noisy we've got to close the bags otherwise we eat the entire yeah. bags during the episode uh instead of commercial breaks and and little skits they were doing live stuff like q a mm. so at some point they they invite q a of the audience just for the robots so the robots are out on stage okay you can just ask the robots the questions and of course they know that this is a fanboy audience, right? Very geeky audience, very so they, geeky. So, and we all know what the fanboy questions like Doctor are. Like Doctor Who is like mainstream for this audience. Exactly. Yeah. We all know what the <laughs> fanboy audience is like at conventions. They want to ask. Well, in the third season, in episode nine, <laughs> right. you actually Everyone state has that blah blah blah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and they don't want that. Everyone's like a little autistic. <laughs> so right away, right away, they come out and they say, "All right, it's going to be Q and A for the robots." And what we'd like is for you to ask them questions about what they like, like likes and dislikes, or like, like, <laughs> like you know, what do you do in your them, robot like, life? Ask, yeah, ask them who they are basically as people, not so much as like characters on this show or like whatever. But you can't so, do that. No, of course you can do that. You, you can, can say, but it's like, no, they could say, look, look, just even if you wanted to do the extreme, which I don't think anybody wanted to do there, but if you wanted to say, like, yo, Tom, like, Tom Servo, who would you vote for, like, Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren? Like, you could ask them that question instead of, like, Crow, when you watched Manos, Hands of Fate, yeah. did you really think that, like, Tongo was going to... <laughs> I am Tongo. <laughs> or I am Tor- Torgo. 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 Um, actually, but wait, so wait, I have a good Torgo wait, story before, in a Before go we ahead. do Torgo. So, of course, they go into the audience, and the first person they go to, the first person they go to who raised their hand says, uh, t- Tom, Tom and Crow... 
why did you go back into space after you had crash landed on space with Mike at the end of season blah, blah, blah. And I, I swear, the, the whole fucking auditorium could have groaned and just like fallen asleep. Like, it was just like, no. Like, I actually wanted them to just Ask move on. Ask him if he likes pizza. Like they, they said something about it. They actually responded to it. But I really wanted the person holding the mic to say, sorry, buddy, you fucked up. We had one rule. It's don't be that nerd. You fucked up. We're going to somebody else who's going to ask them what their, like, favorite Chanel scent is. Bye. I, um, I just realized something. Go ahead. It wasn't George Lucas and Stephen Colbert. <laughs> it was Stephen Colbert was interviewing J.J. Abrams. Oh, okay. And it was before The Force Awakens, but it was about this new book that J.J. Abrams wrote. <laughs> with, like, some, he, like, collabed with another author. And they, they wrote this novel, but it was, like... If Sleep No More was a novel. <laughs> no, because like there was like different envelopes inside with like little messages oh, and like God. there was like little pockets in the book with like and you can just read and explore everything. People are always trying okay. to do this and so reinvent books. I, I like bought this book because like I was going to the talk with my friend. This is all coming back to me now. This was like so long ago because before The Force Awakens, which was like three years ago. And, and I remember I bought this book and I'm like, ooh, this looks really interesting. I want to read it. And then I opened it up and like shit started to fall out and letters and photos. And so I'm like, I can't. No. I, I just need something over. to bring to the beach. Like, <laughs> I don't even read that many books because I don't have time. So anyway. Um, I also kind of like the idea of, of uh, so, Stephen, but, Stephen Colbert interviewing George uh, uh, Lucas. Abrams. No, but interviewing uh -huh. George Lucas and being like in, in 1999, like before the uh, Phantom Menace is yes. going to come out. And being like, sort of like, so that. George, let's talk about what everybody wants to hear about. American Graffiti. Tell us about that movie. Take yeah. us back to the 1970s. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, right, right. Who cares? Yeah. So the, basically, like, these people obviously came to this... Like, you know, it was like a $25 thing. Right, right, right. Event. An evening with J.J. Abrams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, obviously, everyone was wearing Star Wars shirts. I could have sworn I saw, like, four <laughs> lightsabers. Like, and they're like, so, oh, what was it like, like, talking to George Lucas? And Stephen Colbert would have to be like, so, guys, this is not about... Yeah. What you think it is, we have to talk about the book. I'm sure there were also people but like J. J. dressed Abrams. as the others and like the Dharma Institute from Lost, if it's a J.J. Abrams event. Like, right. I mean, there must have been total nut jobs. There. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, like J.J. Abrams, smart move. Let's release a book two months before The Force Awakens. Right. But then again, backfire because everyone just cares about The Force Awakens. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, so he had to stop many like middle aged men, like, oh, Told me what was it like to, to just talk to George Lucas? Right, right. Like, right. did he breathe on you? Right, you know, whatever. Right, right. So anyway, when, Torgo, right, right. did you wait. did you did you tell Harrison Ford you loved him? And did he say, "I know"? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, go. No, I want to say something else to you. But anyway, Man of Fate and Torgo. Um, me and my husband Gio were at Universal in Orlando, Florida for their Halloween event, which, if you've never done, is so fun. Um, we basically went because they're doing a Stranger Things Haunted House this year. Ooh. It was so that cool. That is cool. It was so cool. That's a good crossover. So, so good. Because they usually do, like, you know, Jason, 
Halloween. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. they did Poltergeist this year. They did like right. a fun, but then they were like, "Ooh, they're doing a Netflix thing. That's right. cool." Anyway, so we were waiting in line uh, for one of the haunted houses, and this guy was wearing a Manos the Hands of Fate t-shirt. Oh t-shirt. my god! But the guy next to him had on a t-shirt, and on the t-shirt was like a picture of a pizza box. But the pizza box said Torgo's Pizza. <laughs> and then it said, like, I am Torgo. Like, with, I'm like, I think. Who thinks of this shit? I like, think Torgo's Pizza might have been in Futurama, actually. Oh my God. That's like taking it to, like, that's, that's such like, another that's level. That's like nerd to Oh the my God, that's nerd degree. squared. Yeah, that's nerd prime. Whoa, that is like, <laughs> oh, that is too much. Yeah. The Dull Crayons is a free and independent podcast supported by listeners like you. To show us support and keep us free, stop by our Patreon page at patreon.com slash dullcrayons and write into us at dullcrayons at gmail.com. Along with our hosts for this episode, we'd like to thank Jesse Katz and Gwen Gallitzer for the theme music and Colin Matthews for the logo.